Hello, cryptid-loving listeners. As a friendly reminder from us here at the Don't Touch My Sasquatch podcast, we frequently make crude jokes, sprinkle our sentences with naughty words, and discuss mature content. Most of which may not be appropriate for all age groups. Listener discretion is advised. Now, please enjoy. My French accent turned to fucking oh, Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was my impression of an airplane taking off. <laughs> now I'm joking. We're going squatching. We're going squatching, bitches. Welcome back to Don't Touch My Sasquatch. Uh, we're your host. I think I'm still Josh. I continue to be Lennon. That's right. Uh, we explore controversial topics with energy and a good laugh. We're two guys that have a love and passion for these topics. Things you may have heard of, but don't know the full stories of yet. Uh, me and Lennon are going to here to tell you those stories, share our opinions, and let you come to your own conclusions. I always have to pause at that point because I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah, that's good. We'll do the research so you don't have to. Unless you want to. Keep your mind open to the possibilities that things may not always be as they appear. Yeah, I did have a sneak-a-peek there because I totally fucking lost it. Sneak-a-peek. Sneak-a-peek. <laughs> Sneak-a-Pikachu. Today, we discuss a mischievous spirit in the form of a mongoose that terrorized a family on the Isle of Man back in the 19, early 1930s. He would yell obscenities, obscenities, sorry, at them, uh, throw things at them, and hide from the non-believers. We will get into who and what Jeff was, and what's his story. So sit back, relax, and let your friendly poltergeist roommate do all the chores as we dive into Jeff the Talking Mongoose. Fuck yeah. This has been in the works for a long time. Every time it's been brought up as a topic... Well, such and such podcast did it. I was like, yeah, such and such podcast has call me done now, everything, huh? huh? <laughs> Just call me out. They've done Atlantis. They've done Skinwalker Ranch. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah? Yeah. What's wrong with Jeff the Talking Mongoose? Nothing. Do you he, have... Well, he's got a lot wrong with him. Uh, speaking of a Maybe. lot wrong, uh, Jeff's plaguing us today. Um, I don't know how much of it made it into this episode, but we had a good about 10 minutes of struggling to get this episode off the the ground. None of it video-wise, all audio-wise. Between camera and audio. Memory cards. Other camera. Memory cards. Um, Yeah. A tub backing up with just everybody's filth. Oh, God, that's disgusting. Twice this week. It's horrible. You need to get out of that apartment. I need to get out of this apartment. You know, I'm working on it. So I don't like I. I don't like my friend my friendly poltergeist is just I'd rather not deal with him and or her. I'm more inclusive here. Oh and uh intriguing. I, I don't like the new sewage backup that I'm having for the last month. Yeah, it's a little interesting. Not interesting at all. I I wouldn't describe it as interesting. <laughs> Inconvenience. Yep, uh, that would disgusting. Be uh what the fuck? Stanky. Stanky. Blue. You see the pictures. <laughs> so when you first sent me the picture, I thought the blue was like your cleaning products. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't know if someone's, when they flush the toilet, if it's their blue water coming down. Yeah. Or it's if it's someone most Drano. Most piss blue. Well, some people have I know, I'm just okay, kidding. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell that is. I just know 
It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, and anytime sucks. someone uses any kind of water, and today's laundry day, so it's a great day to fucking have a backup. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what they're thinking is that it's a uh, collapsed pipe. So we're going to have some uh, construction going on, I think. Or they better. Dope. Or I'm getting a free month because I'm not going to deal with this every couple of days. Yeah, it does suck. Anyways, enough yeah. about my shit stains. Let's, mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's dive get into, into yes, GF you. the Talking Mongoose. Um, of many of the poltergeist activity or just average run-of-the-mill ghost haunting, such as you having experienced, one case has stood out from the rest thanks to its truly bizarre story and character. Frankie! Yes. The friendly fucker. Frankie the friendly fucker. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> that pillow back here is fucking like right in the middle of my back. That's why I took mine off. I like it for my neck. Oh, I like it. <laughs> it's choking me. <laughs> Jeff's at it again. <laughs> got you, bitch. <laughs> I got you. Uh, check, 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 check. Just doing checks. <laughs> Our tale of Jeff the Talking Mongoose begins in the fall of 1930. 31 on the Isle of Man. And I realized I just said that as if it was the fall of 1931. <laughs> like it collapsed. It did. It did. It was the Isle of Man. Yeah. It uh, is now the Isle of Men. Oh. It yeah. is the Isle they are, of... They're not inclusive anymore. They're not anymore. Yeah. Um, in a remote farmhouse in Dorlish Kashen. Yeah, I'm proud of you because I have that in mind and I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> Beautiful. Dorlish Kashen. There you go. See, you got it. Yeah. Now I got it. Yeah. Wait till I actually have to do my report. Uh, apparently, this was the Manx, which was the local people. Gotcha. Uh, the Manx word for uh, name, um, which was Cashin's Gap, I think is what it was called. But we're going with Dorlish Kashen. Cashin's Gap. Cashin's Gap. Cashin's Gap. I think. I think. Now, the Isle of Man. Is... Oh, I'm sorry. I was looking at my notes. And I just changed it to, he visited the island himself. Okay, I I solved it. (laughs) We're good. Fixed. (laughs) So, in the remote farmhouse in Dorlish Kishen, Mm -hmm. just to hit it again, a family by the name of the Irvings lived a normal life. But soon their lives would change forever. Really? Why? Well, we'll get into it. And Aunt Francis. I was going to say Francis showed up. (laughs) Aunt Fanny worked better. I was going to say she had a big old ass. Well, her name's Francis Fanny. (laughs) She had a big old ass. Toilet was never the same. Backed up for years to come. Yeah, into the bathtub. Or is it years of come? Oh, God. (laughs) Well, the family moved to Dor... No, I got to tell you who they are. (laughs) What's the family? The family, the Irvings, was comprised of Jim Irving. Yeah. 60... His wife, Margaret, no age given, and their daughter, Vora, 12. He, he's 60, so he had her at 48. Good I'm math. Going, I'm going to say that she, at that time period, it seems like everybody was fucking 20 years younger, so she was 28. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah, it's a weird gap, you know, six, or 58, 28, nope, 48, 28, 12. There you go. Well, wait, wait, zero. Wait. <laughs> Your math still's not working. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Twenty-eight. That's sixteen. Holy shit, that's disgusting. That that. I don't know what you're getting at. I don't know either. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Your math skills are blowing me away. <laughs> nope, nope, you're correct. That would have been zero. That is why, in final thoughts, we have <laughs> math science. <laughs> no, no, not math. All right, please, please pass it over to you. Off the rails. <laughs> I'm going to put the shovel back in my pocket. 
So the family moved to Dorlish Kashen after Jim's career as a salesman. We salesman, get it. You can say Dorlish Kashen. Damn right, I can. <laughs> after his career as a salesman ended, and the remote farm seemed a good retirement, mm-hmm. away from all the hustle and bustle as livestock farmers. Gotcha. Which is what most people did on the island or on the aisle. I've been reading. Oh. I was gonna say I've been told, but nobody told me shit. <laughs> Jeff was Jeff visited. He's like, they're all fucking farmers out there. <laughs> they all farming shit. You want to hear about the gossip of your neighbors? No, oh, no, 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 no. They lo- he loved him some gossip. The family's new farm was failing after months of them living there. They were struggling to make ends meet on their new secluded farm. The remote setting made life even more miserable there. The family of three had only themselves for company, as neighbors were few and far between on the aisle, with the closest one being more than a mile away. Jeff really got around, didn't he? Sure fucking did. He got hopping and skipping and tooting. Tooting. (laughs) (laughs) To add to the isolation, the farmhouse had no radio and no phones. Well, how... Never mind. We'll get to that later. That's how he called someone then. I didn't read that. We'll talk about it. It's good. It's good. good. Uh, One day in September... Odd noises began seemingly coming from behind the wooden panels of the walls. You hear that? That was out of the wall. It's in the walls! (laughs) Jim probably exclaimed at one point. I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) I was. was. (laughs) It sounds like, nope, sounds like growling, huffing, hissing, and and even the sounds of a crying baby. Good, that's good. Uh, we're all heard from within the walls. These noises, Jim believed to be caused by rats in the walls. What the fuck kind of rat is crying like a baby? You never know. <laughs> Set on a limit. Oh, you hear that baby again, or that rat again. Get him the fuck out. <laughs> uh, no, Jim, that's your daughter. Shut up! That fucking rat, dude. <laughs> fucking rats. Set on eliminating the beast. He set out poison traps, but to no avail. The sounds persisted for days before he finally decided... It may not like dogs, so he growled at the wall like any normal person would do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm starting to think he's kind of fucked up in the head. Maybe. But what he definitely (laughs) didn't expect was the noise to growl right back at him. (laughs) What the shit? (laughs) Jim began to test this creature on its abilities. One by one, he would mimic an animal sound and await the same mimicry from the creature. I did it in the wrong voice to start with, but it's all good. It was wonderful. Jim worked his way through birds and other animals he knew the sounds of to be met with the perfect response from this mystery creature. Oh, okay. So if I were to do the ah ah, ooh ooh, you do the tuki tuki. Yeah. Ah, ah, You still did it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a habit. I can't help it. (laughs) The creature in Jim ended up being so good at this that by the end of the test, he would only have to just name the animal and the creature would make it sound for him. Fucking, what the hell? That's pretty smart. Hey, Francis, come here. Hey, Franny, get your ass over here. (laughs) Jesus Christ, make a a bird noise. Make a bird noise. Make a bird noise noise to this wall. (laughs) Roof. No, I said bird noise, Aunt Franny. Jesus Christ. Meow. Oh, they responded still. <laughs> Make a bird noise. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> kind of birds you looking at? Oh, my dogs are barking. 
But sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes the response wasn't perfect. Sometimes it sounded like the jabbering of a small baby trying to speak its first words. Oh, interesting. Yeah. A baby in its walls. Mostly like that. That's yeah. exactly it. You were there. I was. Yeah, you were in the walls making the noises. <laughs> you would know. I would. <laughs> <laughs> One time, in your time machine, in my time machine, <laughs> over time, these gurglings actually started to form into actual words. Damn, it's learning. Words that were picked up by this creature after living in the Irving household and listening to their speech. The 12-year-old daughter, Voira, started reciting nursery rhymes to the creature and asking it to recite them back. Oh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. That's Dr. Seuss. He wasn't around back then. Uh, he might have been, but he might have been a toddler. <laughs> he was He was the toddler. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing. Over time, the creature actually did recite them back. Oh, Ooh. shit. One fish, seven fish. Nine fish, six. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth or you're going to get punched in the dicks. There it is. Uh, Ah, he lost his pocket. The creature had a high-pitched voice. The creature had a high-pitched voice and began to become very fluent, speaking clearer and clearer every day. Si, senor. Uh, I turned him into a girl. (laughs) In Spanish. (laughs) Oh, man. But soon the mimicry would turn into intelligent, sentient thoughts. Oh, boy. Carried out through the voice of this unknown source. Asshole. Oh, source. Yes, yes. Asshole. The creature introduced himself as Jeff with one G and one F and one E in the middle. <laughs> Is there an E? Do I get yeah. an E? He called himself an extra clever mongoose. Extra, extra. Then mongoose. he told the family his origin story. Like Ooh, they fucking cared. I can't wait. He's a poltergeist that the more energy they fed it, the smarter and stronger he got. Oh, kind of like a tulpa. Um, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Friends, listeners, and unwilling participants, gather round and hear my tale. Pun intended. I was born in Delhi, India, in 1852. Ah, 1852, got it. I ran around those parts for some time before I was hunted and escaped to the Isle of Man. Sounds like a fucking pirate. Yeah, well, he's going to be today. (laughs) I just thought you sounded funnier. it. It was good. It is known that one of the neighbors on the Isle did indeed import mongooses to the area some 20 years prior Mm -hmm. in an effort to rid the wabbit infestation. And snakes. And snakes. This was all confirmed by Elmer Fudd himself. (laughs) We're hunting rabbits. Wabbits. Wabbit season. (laughs) I was going to say. It was somewhere around this time that Jeff presented himself and appeared not... I'm naked. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Flashing everybody. You, Here I am. <laughs> I can make a move. See? Whoop, whoop, whoop. It's funny. All we got to do is tighten the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it still mesmerizes him. Oh, my God. Do it again. Do it again. Holy shit. Oh, fucking... oh fuck. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> I was not expecting that you were not. Uh, good ad lib. Oh, somewhere around this time, as I said, he presented himself not as a voice within the walls, but as a physical creature. Mm. He seemed picky about it, though. He would only fully appear to Voira, Vora, and not to Jim nor Margaret, who would only just barely catch glimpses of him. 
Oh, so they did see him, though. They did a little bit. Oh. Just like, oh, there he is. Oh, maybe. Ooh, scurry, scurry. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vora claimed Jeff as the size of a small rat. He had a bushy tail, a flat snout, and had yellowish fur. Interesting. I am an earthbound spirit. Ooh. A ghost in the form of a mongoose. Ooh, spooky. Be Sorry. warned, folks. I am an extra, extra clever, but not always kind mongoose. You know what's great? What? I love your voice for Jeff. Thank you. You should keep it. Okay. And it's a stark contrast for what he sounds like later when I do this. We got different characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeff tra- transformed. I can't go high-pitched, and I figured it would... It's okay. I, I do the high-pitched voices. You do the low-pitched voices. I do the yelling... You do the butthole squinching. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he became a pet of sorts to the family. He would participate in conversations and do house chores. Where's Aunt Frances in all this? Aunt Frances. Yeah. Fell in a well. (laughs) (laughs) Aunt Frances. (laughs) He froze, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, She actually didn't fall through the well. She just got stuck in the opening and died. (laughs) She had a fat ass. (laughs) I'm sorry. She had a big ass. She had a big ass. See, so did house chores. He would alert them when guests would arrive to the home. Mm. A. Irving's, you've got company, friends. Hey, Irving, <laughs> you got company, friends? I like you so much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. I, I want you to... Sorry, I'm going to cut mine out and just put no, yours no. in. Time out. I want you to just imagine for a second, Friday night, you're sitting in your upstairs apartment, mm-hmm. you know, and from down below you, you hear some fucking weirdo just going through voices, high pitch, yelling. <laughs> no, I don't like that one. No, I didn't like that one. Hey, how are you? I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck is happening down Fantastic. there? Fantastic. Well, you're doing it from now <laughs> He would guard their house for them, and he would even tell them if they forgot to turn the stove off. Sometimes even turning off, turning it off himself for oh, them. That was nice of him to do. <laughs> Feed my line. <laughs> oh, Jim, you forgot the fucking. <laughs> I don't have a clue what you said. I have a ton. Hold on, hold on. I can solve all this. Oh, Jim, you forgot. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll do it myself. I have to do everything myself in this fucking house. I like that. All right. If we would turn the stove off for him. Beautiful. Sorry for all the shaking. Oi, Irv- Irvings, you've got company, mates. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll cut that in later and just pitch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he liked, he didn't like, he liked them, I guess, sometimes. What I meant to say was he lived. <laughs> wow, that was a lot. <laughs> he lived in Jeff's Sanctum, as he called it. Yeah, did you explain it? Which is nest situated in an alcove above, above, above Vora's bed. Yeah. Yeah, his Sanctum. Sanctum. He, Jeff Torum. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I like it. That's in there. That's, that's in there. <laughs> he loved to gossip as much as he loved to sing. Hey, Jeff, have you seen Aunt Frances? Fuck me. I forgot her name. Have you seen her ass? It's getting bigger. Watch what happens when I clinch it. <laughs> I'm going to go home. That's Aunt Frances's ass. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He loved the gossip as much as he loved to sing. He would read articles from the local newspaper to the family while they gathered and listened. Gather round, people. <laughs> During the day, he would roam around the island, hitching ride on bumpers and wagons before returning home to spread the news of the isle to the family. 
Mm. Becky's daughter's marrying that boy from the east side. You know, the one with the fucked up leg. Rumor has that she's been carrying his baby. But Marcy was spotted with him just last night. I think it was that bitch. Sam died. <laughs> Sam died? <laughs> what? Just gossip. Gossip. <laughs> I have no gossip, so you're going to have to take that yeah, one. Sam died. Jeff would sing along to the songs played over the gramophone. Yeah, he His loved the gramophone. favorite song being Carolina Moon. Here Now here's an excerpt from it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was like, I'd sing it if I knew it. Sweet Caroline. He would sing the native isle Manx's national anthem. Oh, we love Manx. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Hymns. He would sing hymns. Mm. And fragments of a Spanish folk song. One time he pissed Margaret off by singing. A- oh, I was going to say, pisses pants. I was like, he wears <laughs> pants. He does. He does, actually. A nice <laughs> pair of slacks. <laughs> I didn't see those in the photos. Oh, you were looking at the wrong ones. <laughs> so one day he pissed Margaret off by singing a parody version of Home on the Range that he learned from the shady folks on the bus. Oh, how'd that go? Margaret yelled. You know, Jeff, you are no animal. And he replied, Of course I am not. I am the Holy Ghost. Ooh. The accent's changing, everyone. It's okay. But you know what? It's good. That's why I don't go with the accent, like the uh, Templar one, where my French accent turned to fucking Holy. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that was my impression of an airplane taking off. <laughs> now I'm choking. <coughs> He's just direct eye contact. <laughs> Do you like it? I was so unsure what was happening. <laughs> uh, I think I actually had a wheeze on that one. Didn't mean to. It was the <laughs> right into my face. Oh, this is my favorite part of the entire story of Jeff. The airplane sound? Yeah. <laughs> when Jeff got bored with talking and singing to the family, he would scream, Vanished! <laughs> and disappear into the sanctum. <laughs> I'm going to do that with my clients. Vanished! <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I just imagine just, just vanished right from the wall. It's, okay. We can see you. <laughs> see ya. We can, we can still see you. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's like teeny, it, the past tense, too. Like, <laughs> not like vanish. You can't see me. <laughs> it's like when uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, with the Foot Clan. Ninja, vanish. Yeah. Jeff would bring home rabbits to Margaret for her to cook. Really? Which, which he claimed he strangled <laughs> with his bare paws. It's almost like weird. Oh. And in return, she would leave biscuits, chocolate, or his favorite, bacon. She would leave them on the cross beams of the house. And he would sneak out of the sanctum to eat them while no one was looking. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of that sentence was um, for you editing. Yeah. You're just going to have a quick second of you going. To the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because I was reading I maintenance. Knew you were. <laughs> maintenance. I, I sprayed and cleaned your tub. Oh, that's nice of them. Yeah, but my alarm, my alarm didn't go. I don't want to touch anything and fuck mm-hmm. up the video. <laughs> 
No. <clears throat> you'll see My security alarm didn't go off. So. Just in the toilet, just with or this. Well, tub. I don't have a bathroom or a bathroom cam, you weirdo. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's in the tub <laughs> with the to- with the plunger. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm weird. I like to watch myself take a shower. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Did I get that spot back there? <laughs> I'm just taking notes. I'll have to get that next time. <laughs> Is that shit? Or I got a mole on my ass. <laughs> I never knew that. So, where were we? <laughs> Chains were undone and we went off the rails. Yeah. So, she would leave these treats and stuff out for him on the oh, cross beams right. of yeah. the house where he would sneak out when no one was looking. Mm. Jeff quickly, though, began to show signs of torment and anger with the family, making good on his threat of not always being kind. When Jim was too slow to, okay, what? Uh What do you want? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, (laughs) holy shit. Jigger was up. No, was he ever unkind, though? Did he ever do anything? Or he just threatened to be unkind? I was going to tell you some of it, but. I'm going to be unkind. All right. I'm going to be unkind. You look great today, though. You look great. Your beard is well-groomed. Thank you. You've lost a lot of weight. Thank you. Lost a lot of weight. Thank you. Your eyes are tearing from laughing. They're brown as shit. But Uh, other than that, you look great. You look great. Oi. Yeah. As I said, he was not always kind. Fuck that guy. When Jim was too slow to open the morning paper, he would yell his favorite nickname for him. How slow are you opening the fucking paper? Seriously. He said he would go, Read it out, you fat-headed gnome. Oh, wow. I like it. That was his favorite nickname for him. His satanic laughter could be heard randomly from within the walls, which made the family fear him. I bet. <laughs> hey, how much more do I have to fucking stall? Is your camera good? Hey, Jesus you're the Christ. One who shook the fuck out of the table. <laughs> I'm sorry. When did I do that? I don't know. On one occasion, Jim spotted an odd large striped cat outside the window of their home. That was a mongoose. He asked Voyer to come down and take a look at it with him. Gotcha. Hey, come look at this fucking cat. Jim Drinking said... Drinking milk out the bowl. <laughs> Jim said on this occasion, instance, occurrence, incident, any of them, he All said, we ourselves did not possess a cat, and I called Voyer to come to the window to look at it. She did so and remarked on the size of the cat, but more especially... The unusually large bulldog head it had. Oh, okay. And is this that one of cat, Jeff's buddy? That cat kind of looks like a bulldog. It's shaped like one, too. No. It makes it sound like a bulldog. No, no. It's, it's a cat. Jim decided this was no native tailless cat of the Isle of Man, which I wanted to unpack sometime later on. Hmm, okay. And armed with his shotgun, he went outside after the creature. The cat was a little ahead of me, but easily within range, and it turned through an open gateway into a grass field. Hmm. It was there a few seconds behind... And fully expected, I was there a few seconds behind, Ah. and fully expected to see the cat, but no cat could be seen. Look, as I liked, the field was level, and there was not a bush or any roughness where he could have hidden. Ah, it was well shaved, it was Brazilian. And the hedges, (laughs) and the hedges were all earth or sod hedges, as they are called here. I detailed my experiences to my wife on her return that night, when Jeff called out, It was me you saw, Jim. Oh. I'm just not sure what kind of entertainment he got out of that. <laughs> it was joke. me. Um, but most of all, the family members, Vora, Vora, was the one who Jeff seemed to latch on to the most. Yeah. Jeff's appearances and activity were usually centered around her, leading believers to think it was a poltergeist haunting and skeptics to believe she was an incredible ventriloquist. Yeah. Vora was the one who initiated speech with Jeff through nursery rhymes, after all. The locals 
often recounting seeing Vora walking to school or through town, having conversations with Jeff, but they can never see him. He was always walking by in some kind of obstruction just out of view. Maybe he's fucking weird. <laughs> maybe what? Or maybe she was fucking weird. <laughs> Stuck to herself. <clears throat> yeah, Jeff. I, <clears throat> I don't know why I went with the high voice. Never Vor- mind. We're going to pass through it. Here you go. <laughs> Vora apparently began to fear being alone. Is this where they got the word voyeurism? No, Vora. Voyeurism. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Vora apparently began to fear being in the room alone with Jeff. Aww. And on one instance, while discussing with her parents about sleeping in their room, Jim said on this account, <clears throat> we decided for safety's sake to... Well, it's going to be in the background. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I've heard on other podcasts. Asshole. Every other podcast does it. No, <laughs> we decided. That's for, your line. We decided for safety's <laughs> sake to remove Vora's bed into our... To move Vora's bed into our room. He This writing's rough. And proceeded to do so. Whilst dismantling the bedstead, Jeff, who was behind the wainscot, screamed, stormed out, stormed around, and threatened what he would do to us. His voice was absolutely full of malice, hatred, and spleen. I don't know what spleen means. Maybe the organ. I, I, yeah, he just and he had was, a spleen in his mouth. And he was striking the wainscot with his fist with the greatest violence when the removal had been completed in a high-pitched voice fairly trembling with rage he screamed out i'll follow her wherever you move her oh that wasn't quite high pitch but i like it well right now it wasn't (laughs) that night the family barricaded the door to their bedroom with boxes and chairs which pissed jeff off even more Jim said, soon we saw the top of the door bulging in as though some terrific force was thrusting against it. He didn't like the word bulging. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> said, you keep that kind of language out of my house, sir. Or he was just my dog talks. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> or uh, he's just thinking of bulging and he's getting hard again. Well, the door was bulging. Ah, yes. Yeah, um, but the door held. Then Jeff's queer high voice said, I'm coming in. Mm. A few seconds later, a heavy pot of ointment kept in the room crashed against the bedstead. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Is invisible? (laughs) Vanished! (laughs) (laughs) The idea of a poltergeist haunting was looking more and more realistic rather than just a talking animal. The boxes were checked, torment, and activity centered around a troubled youth. Oh, no. Jeff was asked the simple question, Are you a poltergeist? Yeah, you motherfucker! To which he replied, (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> to which he replied, I am not like one of those. I am like an Indian familiar. Okay. I've, all right. I get that. Yep. I get, I get that. I get that. Well, Indian familiar. Are we talking? I'm assuming India is where mongooses are from. Well, he said he was born in Delhi, India. So. Yeah. So. Sure. Bah. We brought it back to India. (laughs) He would sing and yell throughout the nights to bug the shit out of them. One time doing it for 30 minutes straight and ending with, I did it for the devilment. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. One instance, while Margaret was walking home, she began being pelted with rocks and called out, Is that you, Jeff? (laughs) I don't know why she's southern, but it worked. (laughs) Wow, she came a long way. Yes, Maggie, the witch woman, the Zulu woman, the Honolulu woman. I don't know what any of that meant, but that's what he replied. He's fucking psycho. He is. Soon soon after his appearance and after all this nonsense, the locals locals (laughs) began to catch wind of the mysterious visitor to the Irving home. 
Vora was brutally harassed about it at school, and locals wondered if the family was crazy or actually being tormented by some odd force. The local papers ran a few articles about Jeff and the Irvings, which Ooh. they dubbed the Glad Dolby you. Spook. Glad you went into that. There's a couple other ones that weren't so nice. Yes. Jim wrote a psychic researcher named Harry Price, persuading him to come and investigate Jeff. I know that guy. And now the news of this small town, Isle's family's torment was in, in the mainland, and soon further and further newspapers began to pick up the story. But Jeff's visitations became less and less frequent towards the time of Harry Price's imminent arrival at Dorlish Kashen to investigate. All right. So that was a nice throw in. So Thank I don't, you. Don't even have to do my transition. Vanished. Boom. Vanished. Poof. <laughs> I don't know if my chair is in the right spot to do the vanished, but we're going to try it. Before good old Harry Price came to investigate, yeah. uh, somebody else came to investigate instead of him. Uh, because he was too busy. Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. He was on the double. <laughs> Just like rubble. So, in the early part, uh, well, now I'm going with accents. God damn it. It's not accent day. In the early part not of 1932, <laughs> not today, Jeff. In the early part of 1932, Jim Irving wrote to the famed psychic Harry Price, as Lennon said, "I did say uh, about Jeff and invited him to come visit." Unfortunately, Price was too busy working on other cases, so he had to send his friend Captain James McDonald in <laughs> in his place. You say his name with. Uh, I don't know the word. Reverence, I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to say that. When Captain James McDonald arrived on February 26th, he wrote in his report to Price the following, and I quote, <laughs> Shit's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> on the first day, Irving showed me cracks in the farmhouse walls. He's here! <laughs> cracks in the farmhouse walls, where they said the mongoose spied on them and visitors. Mm. I was there till midnight, but the mongoose was silent. But then he wrote in his report, as I was leaving to go, a voice screamed, who the bloody hell is that? That's good. That's <laughs> Sorry. Very good. And I totally, better. I changed his fucking, his line. It was, who is that bloody man? I was excited about the voice that I forgot to actually read the line. Uh, Who is that bloody man? There you go. God damn it. Why'd I give him an accent? I haven't this whole time. British. God damn it. Irving gripped my arm. That's the animal, he said. Mm. For some reason. Which Irving? Jeff. Uh, Jeff not Jeff. Jeff Jeff. The yeah. <laughs> Jim. Okay. Jeff and Jim. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like a, a 1980s comedy. Jeff and Jim. <laughs> I like Josh and Jeff. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. He likes it too, though. <laughs> For some reason, Jeff instantly disliked Captain James McDonald, saying that, saying to Jim, not that, saying to Jim, I've. <laughs> I had to read the line before I started. <laughs> he translated that to you. Been looking at that man and I don't like him. He, he doesn't believe in me. He is a doubter. I think I'm getting your dog going. He doesn't like it. I don't know what that is. But I don't like it. This is going to be long then because I got a lot of Jeff stuff. Fantastic. All right. There's going to be a lot of darking or bark. 
<laughs> Barking. Anyways, he didn't like him. The next afternoon, McDo- Captain James McDonald <laughs> was having tea with the family when suddenly a large needle ricocheted off the teapot. Jim stated that Jeff was always throwing things at us. Later that afternoon, Captain James McDonald, hey, thank you, all right, <laughs> heard high-pitched screaming, Woof. <laughs> and knocking all over the house, followed by a heavy fall in Rome. Vo- Voya's room? Vora. Vora's room. I couldn't remember which pronunciation we went with, sorry. <laughs> Vora's room. When McDonald ran upstairs to check it out, he found a chair that was left on top of Jeff's sanctum pushed over onto the floor. That evening, McDonald overheard Miss Irving talking to Jeff upstairs in Voyeur's room. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right? Sure. I don't care. Captain James McDonald <laughs> shouted up, <laughs> hoping to coax the mongoose out by saying, Won't you come down? I believe in you. In return, Jeff said, No! I don't mean to stay long. I don't like you. <laughs> oh, shit. Unalarmed, McDonald. Oh, I'm sorry. Unalarmed, Captain James McDonald <laughs> kept moving quietly up the stairs in hopes to catch Jeff off guard. Mm-hmm. Of course, he slipped on a loose tread and tumbled noisily <laughs> back down the stairs. He <laughs> <laughs> really fall. Yeah. Jeff annoyingly yelled, He's coming, that dirty old slitch. Okay. I don't know what slitch is. I couldn't find it. I couldn't my, find I it. I could. <laughs> he kept trying to, to autocorrect a speech. Oh, uh, yeah. Mine did, too. Yeah. And then he fled. He probably yelled, finished. <laughs> he did, too. Uh, <laughs> this was the last time Captain James McDonald <laughs> heard. <laughs> thank you. I forgot. <laughs> heard from Jeff during the visit. Miss Irving tried her hardest to persuade Jeff to talk to Mc- Captain James McDonald. But God damn it. I, I didn't realize I was going to be doing that every time I say his name, so it just says McDonald. Anyways, but it was only met with, he's, this is weird, he's damn well not going to get to know my inferior complex. Okay. I, I think I changed his voice, but hey, who the fuck No, cares? it's wonderful. I, my accent changed many times. <laughs> yeah, my, my thing is just high pitch. That's all I care about. So here's some uh, quotes that Jeff had on Captain James McDonald. <laughs> In 1935, Captain James McDonald. <laughs> Get your workout. Paid Jeff another visit. He was once again frustrated in his attempt to meet Jeff, but did get to hear him speak and was given a sample of Jeff's hair. Mm. More on that later. Okay. What follows are some of the things that Jeff supposedly said in regards to Captain James McDonald. Jeff on Captain James McDonald. (laughs) I expect he'll want to walk me with me next. Walk with me next. Sorry, I fucked up his mind. I thought you said work me. (laughs) Walk with me next. I expect he'll want to walk with me next or to take a walk with me next. I got his quote fucked up. <laughs> Jeff on Captain James McDonald. Fashion sense. Oh. Plus four Oxford bags. <laughs> That's it. That is bloody lovely. And it is. Jeff speaking to Captain. 
Captain James McDonald. <laughs> you got a couple more of these, so fantastic. Thank God. Charlie, Charlie, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. Charlie, my old sport. Clear to the devil if you don't believe. Who the fuck's Charlie? <laughs> I don't know. He never showed up. Okay. So, any Viz. Harry Price's investigation. Now we're going to move on. Captain James McDonald. <laughs> Donald's report piqued Harry Price's curiosity. Even oh. that, enough that, not even that, enough that he decided to come visit the island himself. Mm-hmm. The island of man. Yes. Dorlish Kishen. 1935. When Jeff heard that Harry Price was coming to visit, he was not pleased in the least, complaining, I like Captain James McDonald, but not Harry Price. He's the man who puts the kibosh on the spirits. Oh, <laughs> is that what he said? <laughs> yeah. So on July 30th, yep, 1935, Harry, yeah, no. Harry Price, accompanied by journalist and editor of the BBC magazine, Jeremy Clarkson, the listener. Richard Lambert arrived at Cashin's Gap. In Price's autobiography, Confessionals of a Ghost, he explained why he brought along Richard Lambert. Lambert. Stating. I don't know what voice to do for this guy. I'm clearing my throat like I'm going to do something, but I don't know. Give him an Australian accent. Oh, Wouldn't that be twingy? (laughs) Oh, that's almost like it's British. I wanted a witness in case Jeff should put in an appearance. I don't know if I could do that. He speaks a lot here, so. <laughs> Whew. All right. Jeff made no appearance, though. Stubbornly refusing to materialize for Harry Price. And Harry Price would state, The family was heartbroken at Jeff's continued absence. Miss Irving was convinced that the mongoose was still about to house. <laughs> Stop it. God damn it. I can see you. Stop playing at me. <laughs> I can't help it. You're right there. <laughs> Probably listening to every word I was saying. She addressed a few words to him and hoped that her appeal would touch a sympathetic chord somewhere. There was no response. Then I addressed a little speech to the four walls of the room. Hoping Jeff would come hear me, I pointed out that he don't. That <laughs> <laughs> I pointed out that we had come a long, long way on his account, and that we were entitled to his manifestations. <laughs> a few words. Oh, we're still going. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was long. Hold on. Got it. <clears throat> A few words, a little laugh, a scream, a squeak, or just a simple scratch behind the paneling. I even invited him to throw something at me. <laughs> but all to no purpose. It's <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah, the motherfucker's not done, though. That's the part. Oh, we're still going. <laughs> <laughs> the following evening, Price and Lambert, Lambert, <laughs> returned to the Irving's farmhouse once again. I'm like crying over here. Sorry. Yeah, he, he sounds like, uh, yeah, I like that was perfect. I can yeah. picture this character in my head. It's a, a, a round British you know, old guy. Yep. He reminds the monocle. Exactly. He reminds me of the uh, the the dad uh, in the corpse bride of the wife or the wife to be, not the dead one, the bride. I, I'm sorry, I have not seen this one. Wow. 
I want to see it. I For all haven't. those listening, you know I'm talking about the Well, hello. <laughs> Don't <laughs> fuck guy. my voice up now. <laughs> uh, Price and Lambert returned to the Irving's farmhouse. Okay. Once again, Jeff rudely no-showed. Price would be quotes saying. Price would be quoted as to saying. I'd be quotes. <laughs> <laughs> the Irvings were kind, professional, personified. <clears throat> the Irvings were kindness personified and did everything for us except produce Jeff. However, Miss Irving. Nope. However, <laughs> Mr. Irving personally conducted us over the house and pointed out Jeff's haunts. Mm. We saw numerous peepholes. We saw numerous peepholes. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks through the witch. Jeff threw things at doubting visitors. Squint holes? Through which the mongoose watched the Irvings and interrupted their conversation with fish. Fear. F- with fish. <laughs> <laughs> with fish. Fa- God damn it, fascist. With fascist and sometimes rude remarks. Mm. On scroll next page. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the runs behind the paneling by means of which Jeff can skip unseen from one room to another, upstairs or down. In Voyeur's room, we were shown Jeff's sanctum, really a box partitioned, on top of which Jeff danced <laughs> to the to the gramophone and bounced his favorite ball. <laughs> You're a phantom into the ball. <laughs> yeah. I just mentioned it. <laughs> Thank you, Price. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> About midnight, we decided that Jeff had no intention. I got high pitched right there. Losing my voice, I think. And no intention in coming into the open and we. And that. <laughs> oh, there was Jeff. He made his appearance. And that we had better go home. We had spent many pleasant hours under the hospitality, uh, under the hospital roof of the Irvings farmstead. I shook your camera, sorry. But we could not determine whether, in our role of investigators, we had taken part in a farce or a tragedy. Once Price and Dick Lambert left, <laughs> Jeff promptly made his triumphant return. <sighs> Unvanished! <laughs> he told Jim that he had taken a few days holiday. <clears throat> he went a little deep on that. He's going through puberty, guys. <laughs> He's finally made it. <laughs> and he refused to appear for Price as he considered him a doubter. Mm. Jeff did agree to make some plasticine. Sorry. Made some plasticine impressions of his paws and teeth that were later forwarded to Harry Price. Thank you, good sir. Um, yeah, I'll give you some of my teeth. <laughs> Bit them. More on that later. All right. Oh, why did I give that an accent? My bad. Well, yeah. Price is here with us today. <laughs> so here's Jeff's recount. Uh, well, you know, about making the goddamn plaster molds. It is too damn hard. <laughs> Complained Jeff at first. Okay. But once the plasticine had been softened for him, he agreed to the experiment. It was as hard as hell, but I did it. He announced the next day. Go on and look. Oh, go and look. <laughs> I added words. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everybody. 
I don't even remember my own quotes. <laughs> so that was all from uh, Captain James McDonald and Harry Price. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> now we're moving on to Nandor Fodor. Ah, the Star also Wars known- character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Star Wars and Game of Thrones mixed into Nandor Hodor. <laughs> Investigation. <laughs> Price wasn't the only psychic. Oh, I got a deep voice. I like it. <laughs> that sexy. I gotta figure out what fucking voice I'm doing for Nandor. <laughs> Price wasn't the only psychic researcher to visit Nandor Fodor, also known as Hodor, a research a research officer. I wrote office. I'm gonna guess it's officer. A research officer for the Investi- International Institute for Psychic Research. There's no way this guy doesn't work for the Empire. Right, he's a dun, 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 dun. sorry. And later he came to town. I didn't mean later, he just came to town. Oh, sweet, wonderful. He was a fan of Freud's theory, and he uh, it makes sense. Give me a second. All right, he was a fan of Freud's theory and would later become a practicing psycho- psychoanalyst. Oh. He created the now popular theory that poltergeists are disembodied spirits. Mm-hmm. Nope, okay, there's a lot of clicking. Sorry. <laughs> 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 he created the popular, now popular theory that poltergeists aren't disembodied spirits, oh. but manifestations of conflicts within the subconscious mind. That's real deep, man. That's real. Deep. So you're telling me, you're telling me that this fucking thing in my apartment is just a manifestation of my conflicts in my subconscious mind? What am I, am I conflicted about? Um, hmm. Should I continue to keep supporting the bills? No, I guess so. I won't keep going with that. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to stop you, but... Um, no, please do. What's up? Um, our little Squatch, his feet are no longer up. Oh, They were never put up. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Why don't you relax, kick back. Take a load off. <laughs> it's kind of hard. He's got a bottle shoved up his ass, so... <laughs> as much as you can, be uh, relaxed. Anyway, sorry. No, no, I appreciate it. And little Squatch appreciates it. He likes to relax. After investigating Fodor, I said that as if it was like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah After investigating, Fodor dismissed the fraud theory, even without seeing Jeff for himself. Instead, he used his time to interview the family and some locals, and he concluded, I got to think of a voice now. Right. They're all fucking crazy. That's, that's just assuming he's from British. Not British. From UK. Sure. Anyways. No, I was saying that was what the local said. Gotcha. All right. Well, there was something. No, I don't like that voice. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's an a, no. It's, it's regret. There was something. He said stupid. <laughs> that the... Okay. Do David Childress. <laughs> I can't do him. You do him or well. I can't do him. Anyways, he interviewed some of the locals and he concluded that the something which is called Jeff, exists and talks. I hold proved. Wow, that's old-timey talk. But as he, I'm turning him into goddamn Harry Price. <laughs> but as to... What the fuck was that? <laughs> Jeff's here. But to what it... it okay, I'm just going to read it normal because I, I can't figure do. this fucking voice out. Anyway, do. That there's something which is <clears throat> called Jeff... Without the, <clears throat> exists and talks. I hold proved. 
But as to what it is, opinions may differ. Once we step into the marvelous reason and logic gives us no bearings. Hmm. Once we once we step into the marvelous, reason and logic give us no bearings. Ah. I don't hook my mic. He would later write that he found the Irvings sincere, frank, and simple. I don't know if that's a compliment. And that deliberate deception on the part of the whole family cannot be entertained as the solution of the mysterious of the myster- mystery. Mystery mm. stating Fuck the voices. We're just gonna go with this. <clears throat> The charge of ventriloquism is best answered by the fact that Jeff has been heard with each member of the family. I kind of went into a voice and I didn't realize it. With each member of the family... Eh, where'd I go? When each member of the family... It's like I said that already. <laughs> the charge of ventriloquism... <laughs> My God, this is going to be an editing nightmare. <laughs> the charge of ventriloquism best answered by the fact that Jeff has been heard when each member of the family has been alternately eliminated, it is sufficient to spend a day at Dorlish Kashin Kashan. Dorlish Kashan. Yep, that one that place. To know that. Under the conditions of living, it would be impossible to carry on a ventriloquil ventriloquil imposition over a period of a year. Of of years, not of a year. Mm-hmm. Hodor didn't think it was a poltergeist or a spiritual entity either, stating three reasons as to why. First one. The <clears> Sith. <throat> Bomb. I was going to do like the Darth... Well, that's more Bane. I was wondering I what was going on. <laughs> I was going to do Bane. None of your family... None of your family members were psychic. Two. Jeff exhibited no true supernormal powers or knowledge, despite occasionally giving the impression that he did. Mm-hmm. Three, Jeff had been seen, photog- seen, photographed, touched, and constantly appeared as a small furry animal. Fodor, Fodor. theory as to what Jeff was, that he might just be... Wow, that was a riddle. <laughs> Fodor's theory as to what Jeff was, is that he just might be a little extra, extra clever mongoose. Mm. I quote, because I'm not doing a voice for these anymore. That's fine. All the probabilities are against it, but all the evidence is for it. He showed himself as an animal. He had had himself photographed as an animal. He was the abnormal... he has the abnormal hearing, eyesight, and suspiciousness of an animal. Mm-hmm. Remarkable animals are known to have existed before Jeff. The Eberfield horses could extract cube roots and communicate thoughts by striking in code with their hooves. Dogs have been taught to read and spell. Birds can speak the human tongue. But never has there been an animal as remarkable as old Jeffy. (laughs) Do you, do I, or do we? Do I believe in him? I've examined the evidence. This sounds like our our ending. (laughs) I have tried all the possible solutions. This really sounds like our ending right now. (laughs) I could, uh, all the possible solutions I can think of. None of them answer the case. All the evidence is in favor that Jeff, in favor of Jeff being a talking animal. Mm-hmm. I have not seen him. He did not talk to me. 
He claimed to be an animal, and I cannot dispro- disprove that claim. Mm. Jeff on his investigators. Now, this is just generic because, unfortunately, they didn't have names. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's to what. But upon being told by Jim, we are <clears throat> we are having a dectaphone to record your voice. No, not my voice. It's getting fucked up right now. It is. Oh, but here we go. Who? <laughs> <laughs> He's an owl. <laughs> Who? Who's we? <laughs> is it that spook? Man, Harry Price, why wouldn't speak into it? I'll go and smash his windows. I'll drop a brick on him as he lies in bed. Me at the age of 83. Interesting. Sure. I guess he's 83 now. Sure. Random. I don't know who this is for or why. Random. But yeah. Tell Arthur. Arthur. Tell Arthur not to come. He doesn't believe. I won't speak if he does. Come. I'll blow his brains out. With a turnpenny cartridge. Hmm. I don't know who the hell Arthur is, by the way. I don't know, but he told Arthur not to come, and he's going to blow blow his brains out. Maybe that's why Arthur didn't come. (laughs) And the last one. You'll put me in a bottle if you catch me. Hmm. That's a big-ass bottle. I don't fucking have a clue, man. Well, that's Jeff. Lennon. That's me. YouTube listeners, you'll be in the video. But Lennon, could you please turn to slide show one? I'm going to speak of Jeff's voice to start with. Jeff's voice. Jeff was seldom seen, but often heard. Oh, shit, that's Jeff. Despite not talking to Price, Fodor, or speaking into a decaphone, this is uh, uh, useful for recording the audio and lectures and meetings. He did favor the Irvins, other visitors, though. Uh, I have a ton of accounts from them. I'm just going to link that into the show notes. Okay. So we're not going on for the next half hour because there's a lot of fucking accounts. So many heard his voice, but what? Holy shit. Was that an earthquake? Am I still alive? Are we good? Sorry. So many heard his voice. Okay. What physical evidence was there? Well. Now you see the pictures. The first slide and the second slide show his yeah, pictures. Yeah, it's a smug ass bitch. <laughs> right? Uh, so now that you looked at those, please go to slide three. Well, I didn't see slide two yet. Oh, well. Push slide two then. Look at this motherfucker. Yeah. On a fence. Little dickhead. Yeah. All right, slide four. Slide three. (laughs) No kidding. Jeff's paw prints. I see him. All right. Jeff, dot, dot, dot. There was a line there (laughs) that I did not write. Anyways, Jeff, I remember when he earlier agreed for Harry Price to plasticine. Plasticine, all that. Yeah. Remember the paw prints and teeth marks in plasticine? Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) It's like we just talked about it. Yeah. Harry Price sent the prince to be evaluated by Regina Pocock of the National History Museum. Pocock couldn't match them to any known animal, though he did concede that one of them might have been conceivably made by a dog. He stated, There is no mammal in which there is such disparity in the size of the fore and the hind feet, foot. I do not believe these photographs re- represent foot tracks at all. Most certainly, none of them were made by a mongoose. Yeah, they're a little fucking wonky. Yeah, you see his teeth on the bottom right? Yeah, those are a little wonky too. <clears throat> yeah, well, I wonder where they got that from. The wonked. I think it's like a taxidermist animal. Maybe. No, fucked up, not taxidermist animal. Fucked up, uh... 
really, really, really special animal. Yeah, <laughs> it's the tailless cat. <laughs> it's the tailless cat. Jeff's hair. Go to slide th- four. Th- four. I had this about hair. Exactly, hair. <clears throat> During one of the nights on Cap- Captain James McDonald's final visit, Jeff reportedly plucked out a tuft of his hair and left them in a bowl on the mantelpiece. Jeff stated, I pulled it from my eyebrow, and my God, did it hurt. <laughs> Captain James McDonald sent the hair to Price, who then forwarded them to National Nationalist F. Martin Duncan to have analyzed. Duncan wrote the following to Price. Okay. I have carefully examined them microscopically and compared them with hairs from known origin. As a result, I can very definitely state that the specimen's hair never grew upon a mongoose, nor are those, nor are they those of a rat, rabbit, hare, squirrel, or other rodent. Hmm. I am inclined to think that these hairs have probably been taken from a longish haired dog or dogs. They did have a dog. Duncan believed that the hair belonged to the Irving's dog, Mona. Got him good. He then asked Price to get a sample of the dog's hair when he went to visit mm-hmm. in 1935. Analy- an- analysis of the sample confirmed his suspicion. It was Mona's hair. Mm. Fucking Jeff. Throwing yeah. a curveball. <laughs> uh, now you got the photos, right? So please go to the fifth and final slide. Okay. You're going to see an A on the left and a B on the right. Yeah. Now, you remember what Jeff looks like. If you need to, go back to the first two slides. Yeah. Tell yeah, me yeah, if yeah. he looks more like A or like B. Uh, B. You look like a B to me. Does A a B to you? Yeah. Do you know what B is? B is a badger. It's a honey badger. Do you yeah. know what A is? A is not a mongoose. A is a mongoose. A is a mongoose. A is a mongoose. B is a honey badger. Yeah. He looks like... Oh, We'll get into that later, well, but I just he, wanted you to have reference of... He's got the, the, the flat snout, everything. yellowish hair. Yeah. He's a little bit bigger than a, a small rat, though. But... Well... That, that looks... Yeah, he looks like a honey badger. Well, honey badgers aren't small rats, so... They're, I mean, honey badgers don't give a shit, all right? Yeah, I was going to say that, but I forgot. <clears throat> so, website for fun... Jeff... Okay, well, I don't... <laughs> I added a website for fun Jeff quotes. Jeff on Jeff, Jeff on life with the Irvings, Jeff on the, his investigators, which I already all read those, yeah. and miscellaneous Jeff's quotes. Uh, that'll be also in the show notes. Sweet. I wasn't going to go through and read them all. I My voice, I don't think, can handle any more fucking voices. All right? So now that we've gone over all the evidence and the investigations, uh, how did Jeff's story end? Well, in 1945, Jim Irving oh. died. Oh. Which prompted Margaret and Vora to oh. move off the island, Isle, not island, well, I guess Kensington, <laughs> uh, to the mainland. Mm-hmm. The farmhouse, <laughs> I sounded like children then eventually. <laughs> the farmhouse that had plagued the Irving family for years, along with its now dormant visitor, mm-hmm. was sold to a man named Leslie Graham. Oh, Captain Graham. <laughs> In 1947, Graham claimed to have shot and killed an odd, small, furry creature on the property claiming to have rid Dorlish Shen of Jeff once and for all. But when pictures pictures made their way to Vora, she confirmed this was not, in fact, Jeff. The animal Graham had killed was a, was a black-and-white furred creature, 
While we know from Vora that Jeff was yellowish and looked strikingly like a honey badger. <laughs> yeah, he did. He sure did. In 1970, Fate Magazine tracked Vora down and asked her to do an interview with them on her experience, to what she to which she reluctantly agreed. She remained resilient on the truth of the story, saying, "Yes, there was a little animal who talked and did all of those and all of those other things. Mm-hmm. He said he was a mongoose, and we should call him Jeff. But I do wish he had just left us alone. Let us alone." Yeah. In 2005, Vora passed away, never looking. I don't. <laughs> yeah, wait, a minute. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just did the morning horn. I didn't do the. I know you did. <laughs> Shit. You weren't playing taps. There it is. Well, in 2005, she passed away, never looking for notoriety nor fame on the incident that haunted her family on the Isle of Man, but insisted to her last day that Jeff was real. Yeah, story stayed the same the whole time, which makes you wonder, did she make it up, or was it a true story? Well, let's figure it out in Final Thoughts. We've presented the facts. It's time now to examine the evidence and give our theories. So pull up a chair for our Final Thoughts. (laughs) Science. And now, final thoughts. <laughs> final thoughts. In this dojo, Lennon goes first. Yeah, so let me get to my final thoughts. That I, I didn't say that, right? right? This is my dojo. You go first. That's what you said. It's customary. <laughs> I said in this dojo. I didn't say my dojo. Well, and yeah, anyway, whoever what is. the fuck? Who I'll cares? Just, so. just spit it out, dick-a-dick. I called you dick-a-dick. Dick-a-dick. <laughs> um, listen. I'm listening. Shit's wild. It sure is. Um, so it could. Um, we talked about Tolpa before. Yes, sir. Uh, it could have been a tulpa, mm-hmm. but it also could have been just a remote mm-hmm. family that literally just made shit up, and it was like a running joke that they had for themselves. But then people started to think they were crazy, and they were like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Maybe <clears throat> we should actually like play this shit up." You know, I'm just thinking they had no entertainment; they were all by themselves. Right? They're very secluded. Um, Farm was failing. It would be funny if you were just like. Not funny. I, I don't know. Maybe they did a bit. Maybe they were doing characters, you know? Uh, we don't do that here. Yeah, not at all. <coughs> I lost my voice, but... <laughs> but maybe that was how it started, and maybe yeah. it... That's more so the realistic approach to this. Okay, yeah, um, I like that. And maybe Vora was actually really good at ventriloquism. Uh, by all accounts, she could have very well been. Because yeah, um, they don't state, like, when they don't hear Jeff, when the investigators don't hear Jeff, was, mm-hmm. was she in the room or not? Right. So, exactly. But the last guy, Hodor, did say that he investigated each one of them and it was still happening. So Right. That was a little confusing. Yeah. But the other incident is if you look at the other side of the coin where what is the um, non-realistic, not, you know what I'm trying to say. Yep, supernatural. That's the one. Uh, I think poltergeist activity yeah. um, has definitely got to be some kind of poltergeist. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Gotcha. So My turn? Yeah, you're oh, sorry. I, I didn't want to interrupt you. Tell anymore. me what you think. Okay, if we're going to realist and a supernatural realist, uh, I agree it could be a ventriloquism done by Bora. one person, I not see. multiple. Well, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because as you've heard in this episode, two people can't do the same Jeff voice. <laughs> exactly. But there's also the the room in the wall, not the room in the walls, but the, the gap sanctum. in the walls. Um, 
No, the gap in the walls. I had enough room that had cracks in it and blah, blah, mm. blah. So, yeah, I think she could have been doing that, but that's pretty damn talented at 12. Mm. 12. Like the things Jeff was saying. Yeah. Maybe they had a uh, secret brother that was a little older that was like, hey, we're going to fuck with people now. We're gonna get in the walls, boy. So it'd be like Bruno. He lives in the walls. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll go the supernatural way. Poltergeist, I agree with as well. Yeah. And that for the main purpose of, they say, uh, if you have a ghost or a poltergeist, you mm-hmm. don't interact with it because you give it more energy and it gets stronger. Just the same way as Jeff went from not really speaking and just copying animal noises so to f- speaking and full on. To Avengers level threat. Yeah. So Nick Fury couldn't even get that motherfucker reeled in. No. So, that yeah. I, I'd say we kind of are on the same page in those ones. But. Actually, yeah, we are. But now I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah, Which is it? And Which? Lennon's a period. In period. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't want to know about that. In Lennon's op- opinion. Is it a poltergeist it. or is it a <sighs> venture? You want a hard answer. I do. <clears throat> well, yeah, we got to give a hard answer. Like, we can't just say, well, it could be this or this. We always it's our do final that. thought. No, we don't. We usually give a final answer, a true Fine. answer. Oh, fuck. We give all the scenarios, and then we say, we think it's this. Uh, Do you have a hard answer? I do have a hard answer. (laughs) (laughs) I I just got to go realistic with it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say maybe it was a running joke that went too far. Gotcha. I'm going to go with the poltergeist just for the fact that they were feeding it energy by... Initially, Jim was talking to it through the walls. Sure. And it progressed and got worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And the fact that they all stuck to the story until the day they die. Mm-hmm. I just don't see why yeah. they would. At some point, if it's a running joke, I feel they would just be like, all right, let's just cut the shit out. It was a joke, guys. But that's that's just what I think. It doesn't mean it's true, of course. You mm-hmm. make your own conclusions. So We'll do the research. You don't have to. And we, we give our opinions <laughs> so you can come to your own conclusions. <laughs> now, circle it back. So what was Jeff? Was he truly a poltergeist or a spirit that had been haunting the Irvin family? Was he just a voice created through the art of ventriloquism? Or was he just a wise-cracking, cranky old, unusually extra-extra mongoose that was terrorizing the family? No matter the cause, the fact remains. Something bizarre was going on in that home in the early 1930s that spilled, nope, that still piques the curiosity of many people to this day, hence all these podcasts, uh, podcasts and stuff <laughs> doing it. But those are our theories. Mm-hmm. And we're sticking to them. Beautiful. Now, before you throw, no, well, I just threw it to the outro, I know. Before we go fully into the outro, go to our website because we have updated it. We have revamped it, added some transcripts, and we got new merch, bitches. Sure fucking Lots of new merch. By the time you listen to this, in three weeks, there'll be a lot more merch. (laughs) A lot of cool stuff. Yes, and you can just order it. You don't even have to go on a waiting list this time. Just order and get it. You want it, you get it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the mug didn't come before we recorded today. I was going to... We'll talk about it, but I want to do a giveaway for the mug. Okay. So that'll be next episode, YouTube version. 
Sure. I'll show the mug. We'll do a social media thing. We'll discuss we'll it. Get a giveaway. We're going to do a giveaway. Of merch. That's right. I'll I like this. Give away a mug. And we'll give you the details next week. So look forward to that. Um, but that was all I had to say. I mm-hmm. just wanted to, to let them know that it's updated. I want them to know that we have new merch. And I wanted to introduce the next week. We will be detailing a small little giveaway, nothing big, of the mug. And we'll have the picture of the mug. Beautiful. So. Beautiful. Now, Maestro. Hit him with that fucking outro. Ladies, gentlemen, squatches, and Captain James McDonald. <laughs> Thank you all so much Impressive. for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to reach out to us and let us know your thoughts or opinions, or whether you think it was a poltergeist or a mm-hmm. running joke, mm-hmm. you can do so by finding us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on our YouTube channel, where you can find the links in the show notes. Yes, sir. As well as, as, well as cool quotes from Jeff. <laughs> yes, I'll put that in a different section so you know where to go. If you enjoy what we do here at Don't Touch My Sasquatch and would like to support us, mm-hmm. join our Patreon to get by with the bonus shows. Discounts on new merch? Absolutely. Uh, exclusive Patreon-only content and lots more for you to enjoy to come. Bi-weekly bonus episodes every other Wednesday. Yeah, bi-weekly. <laughs> no, I was, I was telling him the day it comes out. Oh, Wednesdays they come yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I was just get early day, access to this episode. I don't know if and we put videos. that in here. And, and early access to all the videos. You well. get early access to everything. <laughs> I just realized that we've not been saying that. It's okay. We, I mean, I. It's okay. I just wanted to state what day the bonus episodes come out. Not that it matters. Wednesdays. Yeah. So, hit the subscribe button for auto-downloads. Mm-hmm. Listen first thing every Monday morning because you got to listen on that morning drive. Yeah, you got to crack up at Jeff and Captain James McDonald. Captain I mean, James. Unfortunately, you can't see Linus saluting every time I say that. So You can. It's more like a YouTube joke. fucking joke, but that's all right. Well, either way. A Patreon joke. Yeah, man, all of it. Drop <laughs> us a five-star rating and write us a review. Tell us what you love, how you're enjoying the show. Mm-hmm. Share your thoughts on our socials and tell your cryptid-loving friends and family about us. Mm-hmm. Subscribe, hit the bell, and like all of the videos on YouTube. Make sure... You check it out because then you can see the salutes. You can see the award winning beard. And Jeff. And Jeff. All and of them. Josh. Lennon. <laughs> this all helps us to grow and bring you even more great content for you to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Join us next Monday for our next incredible episode. You may write us, rate us, review us, but remember to always stay curious, be vigilant, and don't touch my Sasquatch. Don't do it. He's visiting Randy's hole. Who is Jeff? (laughs) Jeff. I forgot to say that. Jeff visiting Randy's old. God damn it. Peace. See ya. (laughs) Damn it. It's all good. Are we good? We're good this time. Jerry Starcher, you're just flipping her around. She's moving. Camera B off. (laughs) I was trying to start it and then it's all good. Fucking doing this thing again. No. I don't care about the everything's gone fall. wrong. I I don't have any video started, just audio. Can you hold the base of this for me real quick? Because I can't do everything. That's what she said. All this gold is fucking not gonna have any video on it. Perfect. Now if you could just hold that the whole time we record. Yeah. I got you right here. <sighs> Anything else real quick before things Yeah, hold on, I wanna fuck with you. There it is. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mmm. Okay, read though. Wait. Er. I'm not even going to do British shot. Friends, listeners, and... <laughs> you started <laughs> with it. <laughs> Friends. What'd you do? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
And in return, she would leave biscuits. Maintenance is calling. <laughs> Are you going to call? You got to take it? I can't. It's on the... Oh. Just leave it. Just leave it. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is me. <laughs> Jeff would bring rabbits home to Margaret for her to cook, which he claimed he strangled uh. with his bare paws. God damn it. I, went, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was in my own world. You sure were. And I was just like, bat. <laughs> Sorry about that. Try right. Third time's the charm. Weird look. What happened? Well, just start it back up. <laughs> I know that face. Plus, my camera's off. There it is. How you doing? <laughs> because well, that was weird. What... I had a little giggle. McDonald. <clears throat> Doorless kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the same place. I got hair in my mouth. That's fun. Oh, hiccups. Anything else? <laughs> no. Transition. Transition. Vanished. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Goddamn airplane in the middle of the episode. Jet engines were going, baby. Oh, shisa. That's got to get cut now. Okay, okay. Captain James McDonald. <laughs> All right, audio. Oh, shit.